Well, good morning and happy Father's Day again to those of you who are fathers. A couple of weeks ago, I walked into my son's house and my little grandson, Knox, who's three years old, he comes up to me and he says, Hey, Papa, what is a bear's favorite candy? I'm like, I don't know, Knox, what? Gummy bears! Ah, <laughs> and he laughed. And he said, Papa, what is the cow's favorite night? I don't know, Knox, what's the cow's favorite night? movie night <laughs> and he laughed and I, I looked at my I, I don't know my son or my wife I said he told me a joke this is the, these are the first jokes I've ever been told by a grandchild he can actually think like you know three steps ahead to actually tell a joke it's not just one words or even sentences anymore my grandson's telling me jokes so the gift that keeps on giving um, that was the good that was the best father's day gift. I don't know. if it, I guess there's Grandparents' Day, but we'll call it Father's Day gift. But I loved it. I loved it. I had, I had a great time. This morning, we're in Proverbs, and this is part four, and the title of this morning's message is, We're All Going Somewhere. We're all going somewhere. That's profound, isn't it? We're all going somewhere. There's a picture here. This is the, this is the map that I had to look at when at the end of 2003, we decided we were, God was calling us from Amsterdam, New York, to drive out to northwest Iowa, to Orange City, to, this, to the great state of Iowa. And uh, that, was a, that was about a 20-hour trip, a little more with four kids between the ages of 5 and 16. Uh, but we didn't realize it at the time. I didn't realize it, but we were going somewhere geographically, locationally, we were moving from one state to another, but we were going somewhere in our lives as well. We were going somewhere as people, we were going somewhere as a family, and where we ended up really changed everything in our lives, changed everything. Our relationships, our education, our, our connections, our abilities, our family, just changed everything. And sometimes we think that we can stand still. Uh, so I want to talk to you this morning about the three rules of going somewhere. You didn't know this, but there are actually three rules of going somewhere. And the first rule is that movement, uh, that movement necessitates direction. Movement necessitates direction. So if you're going to move, you've got to go in a certain direction. Now, some of you who are really smart are going to say, well, no, Jeff, no, you don't, you don't have to go. You can move. You can move and stay in one spot. You could, just, you could just turn in circles and never actually go anywhere. See, I just moved a lot, but I didn't actually go anywhere. You can do that with your body. You can move your body and not go anywhere. But you can't do that in your life. You're always moving in your life. And you're always going somewhere in your life. Because movement necessitates direction. So this week I moved myself east, 850 miles, and that little map there has actually changed. It looks the same, but that's the map that I used to go from Des Moines to uh, Buffalo, New York to visit my mom. And I had to go east. So the question is, are you moving? And we're all moving. And if you're moving, and you are, what direction are you going in? What direction are you going in? And in the book of Proverbs, it's amazing 
how it talks to us about the direction of our lives. And I love the story of Saul, of Tarsus, and I love the story in Acts chapter 9 where he comes to faith in Jesus Christ because Saul, who became Paul, in his life, he had a lot of movement and he was always going in a direction and he always had a destination and all of those put together determined his destiny. And Proverbs talks all about that. It talks about movement in a direction that gets us to a destination that ends up determining our destiny. And the sad part is when we're not aware of it, when we don't know it, and we end up in a destination with a destiny that we didn't really think that we chose, but without choosing, we actually did. Now, you could ask Pastor Bo about direction. Pastor Bo this year turned 45. And he decided he was going to do something in his 45th year. And it's fairly significant, so I'll leave that up to him. You'll have to ask him. But it involves going in a direction. It involves going in multiple directions physically, but it involves in his life going in a certain direction, getting to a destination that's going to in part shape his destiny. Now, you're wondering what it is. You'll, you'll have to ask him. Well, you'll be talking to a few people after the service today. And uh, ask him because, number two, direction determines destination. Direction determines destination. I mean, that's, right, that's just so obvious, right? It's so obvious, but it's the obvious fundamental things that we so often miss. And we end up in places we never wanted to end up. So I had to uh, visit my mom this week. Uh, They just... They just put her into hospice care, and it's not like imminent any day hospice care, but it's over the next probably weeks or months. And because she's in hospice care, she can get visitors at the place where she's at. So I went and spent Wednesday and Thursday with her. But, you know, I really wanted to go and honor my mom and be there with my mom and just hold her hand whether she knew me or not, you know, tell her I loved her, tell her the things that I would want to tell her, Uh, if I didn't have another opportunity. Um, But you know what? I just don't really like driving east. So I'd rather drive south. But I really want to see my mom because I love my mom. But if I would have driven south the same distance, I would have ended up in Waco, Texas, which my wife wouldn't have minded. She likes it in Waco. There's some things in Waco to look at. And Waco is a nice place. It's nicer weather. And, And you know what? Being from New York State, I've always wanted to drive south. This, honestly, this right here is the southest I've ever lived. This is the furthest south. This is like the Bahamas. This is like the tropics for me. I'm so used to being in the north. I've always wanted to drive south and really never have. So I really want to drive south. And then I get to Waco and I'm like, well, I wanted to see my mom. I mean, I tried. I drove the, the required number of miles. Yeah, but... Jeff, you drove in the wrong direction. Yeah, but I I mean, I meant well. I had the best intentions, you know, hopes and dreams, bravado and good looks, you know. I mean, I just, I meant to get there. Yeah, but you went in the wrong direction. Proverbs is filled with teaching that says, if you want to get to ABC, you've got to go in this direction over here. But we're going in the XYZ direction. And we wonder why we don't get to ABC. And Proverbs defines it. Proverbs lays it all out for us. So if you get on I-80 and you go east and you take it to the end, 
Where do you get to? Who knows? Nobody knows. New York City. If you said New York City and I couldn't hear you. If you go west, where does it take you? Stay on 80. That's right, San Francisco. San Francisco. Two very different places. And if you go to San Francisco, you might eat the Fisherman's Wharf, but you're not going to get New York City-style pizza or cheesecake. In fact, if you go to San Francisco, they've got the Giardelli place is there in San Francisco. So throw up the picture of Giardelli. Oh, look at that picture. Do you think they bit that corner off or did they break it off? Oh, man. It looks good, doesn't it? But now, if you go to New York, you could probably get that, but the place is in San Francisco. And you go to San Francisco, you can also get the sourdough bread there. However, if you go east and you end up in New York, you could get this right here. Oh, now let's keep that picture up just for a few moments, huh? As it gets closer to lunch, New York City Italian-style cannolis. So I was in New York in January, and my, my cousin took me to, in Little Italy, to an Italian bakery, and I got one of those. I think that was the beginning of my fall, of my downfall right there, was in January. I got one of those. But you won't get one of those like that if you go to San Francisco. You, you just won't. Okay, we can, we can take that off now. Because the book of, so the book of Proverbs determines movement in a direction will get you to a destination. And then number three, the third rule of going somewhere is that destination delivers destiny. Destination delivers destiny. That's the third rule. I mean, wherever you go, there you are. Right? You've heard that. You've heard that wise saying before. Wherever you go, there you are. Because destination, when you get there, that's going to determine your destiny. Now, if I would have gone down to Waco, my destiny would not have been able to say mission accomplished with my mom, to be able to sit with her and spend some time with her. I, I, I couldn't do it. It wasn't going to happen because it would have been the wrong destination. And so Proverbs talks about movement necessitates direction. And put up this, this next slide here. Movement necessitates direction. And then direction determines destination. And then destination delivers destiny. It just does. Proverbs talks all about that. So let's look and see how this plays out in Proverbs regarding money, okay, regarding money, which is, which is a great um, subject in the book of Proverbs. So Proverbs 13, 11, it says, dishonest money dwindles away, but whoever gathers money little by little makes it grow. So what do we have here? We've got movement. We've got movement toward money. We've got direction. Direction is either a faithful habit or dishonesty, one of those two. And then your destination is either money going away or money growing. And then your destiny is that you're going to have little or you're going to have plenty. And the cool thing about Proverbs is it, it tells you ahead of time what's going to happen. It's just like your, it's like your, uh, your, your Maps app on your phone or your, your Google uh, Maps app on your phone. It tells you ahead of time what's coming up, or your Waze app, which I used a little bit this week. Alert, there's a car up on the right. Alert, there's police up ahead. Slow down. You're doing 103, you know. It tells you what's up ahead and what's going to happen. 
Proverbs does that. And so Proverbs says that dishonest money, have you ever gotten money dishonestly? Says it just dwindles away. Don't bother because it's just going to dwindle away. But whoever gathers money little by little makes it grow. This is a rule of life. It's just the way that it is. And then the next one, do not wear yourself out to get rich. Don't trust your own cleverness. And just cast, just put a glance at riches, and they're gone. For they'll surely sprout wings, and they'll fly off to the sky like an eagle. So the movement here is money. The destination is focusing on money and workaholism and and pride. You're going to do it yourself, and you want it, and you're going after it, and you're thinking about it all the time, and it's become the priority in your life. And the destination is that the riches are going to fly away, and your destiny is, again, little. You've just got little. You don't have that much. Let's look at the next one, Proverbs 11. One person gives freely, yet gains even more. Another withholds unduly, but comes to poverty. A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. The movement here is toward what? Stewardship. How we're going to handle our money. And the direction is either giving freely or hoarding for yourself. And the destination is that you'll, you'll have more and you'll prosper or you're going to end up with poverty when you hoard it to yourself. So your destination is either, is either um, prosperity or poverty. Your destiny is either prosperity or poverty. Now again, about this book, this is really important. This is good stuff. So I am going to pick on, let's see, let's see, Adam. I'm going to pick on you, Adam. Can I pick on you for a second? You're pickable. That's okay. Um, Do you want to, um, do you want to prosper? Okay. A generous person will prosper. So just be generous. Be generous. And then give freely. Because if you give freely, you'll gain even more. So if you want to gain even more and prosper, then be a giver and just give freely and just be generous. And see, now, the world co-ops that in their, in their books, and they say, whatever you throw out will come back to you. The universe will deliver it back, bigger and better. Well, that's kind of true. See, there's always a little bit of truth in this stuff. But they co-opt it. They take it out of Scripture. They detach truth or principle or standard from it, and they detach God from it, and then they preach it as gospel, like the world's gospel, right? Well, it is. It is true. If you're generous and, and you give and give, not expecting anything in return, it'll, it will come back to you. But it's not the universe that delivers it back through some supernatural cosmic thing. It's, it's God's rule for living. And so, Adam, if you give freely and if you are generous, you're going to prosper and you're going to gain even more. I promise you, based on God's word, thus saith the Lord, it's gospel. It will really happen. So what are you going to give me today? What are you going to give freely? How much, how much you got in your pocket right now? No, no, we'll, we'll talk later. We'll talk later. But see, the Proverbs, this is the way it happens. This is how life goes. So if you're young, you hate getting advice. I, I did. And again, it's the eye roll, 
Oh, yeah, dad's telling me that, mom's telling me this again, or my teacher, or my pastor, or my coach, you know, telling me this again. But this is where if the Bible teaches that, and you believe that the God of the universe gave us scripture and he actually created us, then it would be good for us to live the way the Proverbs teaches us how to live. And if we're generous, and if we give freely, then we'll always have more to share and to give because that's the way God does it. That's what God does. And then the other passage says in Proverbs 22, one who oppresses the poor to increase his wealth and one who gives gifts to the rich both come to poverty. So if you're taking from the poor in order to get your wealth, like, like uh, King David, Nathan came to King David and he told him the story about the rich guy with all the sheep and he took the sheep from the poor guy next door, the one little sheep that he had, he took him from... He's going to go to poverty because if you oppress the poor to increase your wealth or if you're only giving to the rich so that you can maintain your status and your connections and you're not giving to the poor, you're not helping others out, you're going to end up coming to poverty. And if it's not financial poverty, it's going to be personal poverty. It's going to be soul poverty. It's going to be relational poverty. It's going to be life poverty. And then the last verse about money, those who trust in their riches will fall, but the righteous will thrive like a green leaf. So if the direction of your life is that you're trusting in riches, then your destination is going to be that you will have fallen, and you won't have riches, and your destiny is going to be poverty again. So we're either looking to God or we're looking to our riches. Now, how many of you have checked your bottom line in the last six months? Or how many times have you checked your bottom line? in the last six months. And that's okay, because that can be good stewardship, or it could be trusting in your riches and not trusting in God. So those who trust in riches will, will fall, but the righteous will thrive like a green leaf. Now, this next section, the last section, movement, direction, destination, and destiny around relationships or friends. Because we all have relationships or friends. I remember I was in the backyard of my parents' house and I said to my, my dad, I'm going to go visit so-and-so. And he said, oh no, I was afraid you're going to go see him sometime when you were here this weekend. I'm like, well, dad, he's my friend. He goes, yeah, well, okay. Now I know how my dad felt because this kid was like no friend that I should have been hanging around. But I felt like I needed to be loyal I was his friend in high school, and I should go and see him and spend a little time with him. Well, what does it say? Let's see here. Let's see what the rules for friendship are and relationships. Walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. So the movement here is toward friends, and the direction is either in the direction of the wise friend or a foolish friend. And then the destination is that you're either going to be wise or you're going to suffer harm. And your destiny is either wisdom or injury. And that's just the way it is. But I would say, but I want to be loyal. I want to be, I can't just drop people. Well, there are other scriptures that talk about how to treat people and how to reach out and love to people. But in terms of friendship and connection and relationships, it's just the truth that when you walk with the wise, you'll become wise. So I would pick on Adam again. Adam in the first service, I picked on Parker because he was there and he was pickable. 
Um, but if you walk with the wise, you'll become wise. So looking who's sitting next to you, you're in good company and you're going in the right direction. But a companion of fools suffers harm. The next one, don't make friends with a hot-tempered person. Do not associate with one easily angered, or you may learn their ways and get yourself ensnared. And again, the movement is toward friends and relationships. And the direction here is hanging with angry, hot-tempered people. And the destination is that you're just going to be like them. And your destiny is going to be, you're going to be trapped and ensnared in the anger cycle, not knowing how to control yourself. And all of this is why parents are so particular about who their kids hang out with. So kids, if you're listening, you may be sitting here, but it doesn't mean you're listening. But if you're listening, your parents are so like, they're so fixated on who you hang out with. It's like, it's like their mission in life. You wish they would just get off. Get away and just let me live my life. But they've seen this movie before. They've seen it. They, they know that if you get on this road and you head in this direction, they know the next town. They know what the next exit is. They know where you're going to have to get off and run out of gas and where you're going to be stuck. And that's where the wise, no matter at what age, the wise will listen and heed advice. Proverbs 18 says, One who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin. But there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother, and the movement is toward friends, but the direction, unfortunately, is unreliable friends, and the destination is ruin, and your destiny is going to be failure. But the Scripture here says that there are, there are actually, well, they're the only friends I can find. Well, no, no, no. There are actually, they're out there. There are actually friends who stick closer even than a sibling. There are those good friends. Look for them. Find them. Walk with the wise and become wise. And then it says, wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. So the movement here is toward wisdom. You want wisdom. And the direction is to a friend for wisdom or to an enemy for wisdom. The destination with a friend is wise counsel that can be trusted. And the destination with an enemy is empty flattery. So which do you want? Do you want to become wiser or do you want to get useless praise and not be challenged and not grow and not change? And the Proverbs makes it so clear. This last one on friendship. The righteous choose their friends carefully, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. So the direction of the movement is friends. The direction, with great care, you choose them. With great care. And the destination is righteousness. And the destiny is blessing. So young persons, particularly kids, teenagers, the righteous choose their friends carefully. And you couple that with other Proverbs that talk about listening to the instruction of your dad and, and heeding the correction of your mom as they would instruct you or correct you or guide you on friends. Yeah, sometimes they might go over the top. Sometimes they might be a little too protective. It's because they love you so much. It was because they, they want you to have a good life. And oftentimes, it's because they don't want you to go through what they went through because they failed and they experienced the pain and they don't want you to have to go through that. And so they're just saying, you know what, I've been down this road. It's really not a good road. Why don't you try out this road? I've never been down this road, so I don't know, but you can try it. Maybe it'll be better. 
friends. Oh my goodness. But oftentimes teenagers will say, well, mom and dad are overreacting. Well, this is a different time now. They don't know my friends. It'll be different for me. I know what I'm doing. They're all famous last words. But in Proverbs, it's true for teenagers. It's true for adults. If you walk with the wise, you'll become wise. But if you're a companion of fools, it's true for teenagers, it's true for adults. If you're a companion of fools, you'll suffer harm. Now, this last slide, I never meant to end up there, up, to end up here. These are the things that people say when they've gone too far in their life and they haven't heeded the wisdom of godly friends, the wisdom of God's word, the wisdom of God. I, I, I never meant to end up here. How, how did this happen? I didn't mean to do this. I, I thought I had more time. I thought I could handle it. I didn't know this was going to happen. I never wanted it to go this far. And why didn't I listen before it was too late? That's really sad. And you probably, like me, have had friends that maybe you went to high school or to college with or maybe you worked with as a young adult and you saw some things in their life and maybe you talked to them and maybe you didn't and you were a little concerned and now 10 or 5 or 10 or 20 or 30 years later, you can see that their life just went in a very predictable direction and it was not a good direction. And that's sad. So that is why parents will tell you and aged parents tell their adult kids, adult parents tell their little kids, advice, counsel, wisdom, because they don't want, because it's so predictable. No, none of us is any different than the other one. No, times haven't changed that much. Yes, your parent knows just a little bit more than you always think they know. And we need to listen to advice. And, you know, you might find yourself in a spot where you're there in a relationship. You're like, I didn't think it would go this far. I never wanted it to end up here. And now here's where it is. You might be there with your finances. Uh, I, I didn't know I would end up here. I thought, that I, ha- I thought I knew what I was doing. Maybe with your career. You say, man, I, I thought I'd be further by now than I am. I, I didn't ever really want to stay in this career. And now I'm past the point of, where I can really, I don't really know what to, I never thought it would get to this point. Maybe in your parenting, you've passed some key stages in your kid's life and you're concerned and it's not, it's not in a place where you want it to be. Maybe it's your fitness. Maybe you've gotten to a place with your fitness that you, you never imagined really getting there, but there you are, or, or in your extended family. Maybe things have gotten just so bad and they've been ignored for so long and there's such a distance and you're saying, how did it get like this? There's there's a, a little saying that I heard a long time ago and I think it's so true that, you know, you can't go back and start again. We can't. We can't go back and start again. Now, if you watch certain TV shows, they get to do that. They get to go back in time, right, to another spot and they can start, they can do it again, like Groundhog Day. But we can't go back and start again. But we can begin today to make a brand new end. We can begin today and create a little different destiny than what we're experiencing right now. So I want to take you again to James chapter 1, verse 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, ask God. Ask God. 
he's not going to throw it back in your face. It says that uh, he gives generously to all without finding fault. He's not just going to say, well, you made your bed, now lie in it. No, he's not going to say that. He, ask God, and he will give you wisdom. He will give it to you. And then the two places where we find wisdom, the number one and number two places, the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. Ask God, the Holy Spirit, to give you wisdom. And there are times in life when we get to these spots and we say, how did I ever get here? I was moving, but I didn't realize the direction I was going and I didn't mean to go in that direction. And then I ended up at this destination and I did it enough time that it's becoming my destiny. And I never wanted it to be like this. You've got people in your life. You've got others in your life who have wisdom. Go to somebody who you know has wisdom. Begin today to make a brand new end because everyone in this room, we could, if we had a piece of paper, we could write down the one area of our life where we just went the wrong direction in. And we did it repeatedly and we ended up at that same destination over and over and it's like that overused saying about insanity, right? Doing the same thing over and over and we just keep going down the same direction, same direction. We keep wondering why we keep getting to Waco we never get to where we actually want to go. We keep getting to Waco. Well, get some information. You know, the, G- the GPS of life, right? Where it tells you recalculating route. And it takes you in a different direction. The Holy Spirit and the Word of God. Let me pray with you. Father, thank you for your Word. Thank you for the book of Proverbs. Uh, Lord, we, we could only not even begin to scratch the surface, but such, such predictable outcomes based on the description in the book of Proverbs. If we do this, we'll end up here, but if we do that, we'll end up there. God, would you give us the faith to walk with you, to believe you, to read your word, to read the book of Proverbs, and to learn and to grow from it? And to begin today really to make a brand new end with our life. That we don't have to continue to go in circles. We don't have to continue the, that crazy cycle of going in the wrong direction and ending up in the wrong spot. So Lord, we need wisdom. and We ask you to give it to us. Help us to access your Holy Spirit who lives within us. Help us to walk in the Spirit and live in the power of the Spirit. Help us, God, to read your word, to understand it, and to get life direction from it. And Lord, for this week, for this week, God, help us to be purveyors of love and optimism and joy and godly wisdom to others. Help us to be the church and to live out the values of the King and the love of the King. In Jesus' name. Amen.